What's up, Stark? Derek Gordon and Dan Kane, along with uh, Brock Hutchison, working the audiovisuals today for our first episode of 2024. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Sure. And we are joined today at Lockport Brewery by owner Andrew Marburger. So, Andrew, thank Hello. you for having us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming down. Well, I'm excited because I love breweries, and I know Dan and I both particularly love Lockport, and we get to drink a beer today. I know. We, uh, we have the interview. So this is the best right? job, yeah. for sure. <laughs> this is pretty good. We're so. drinking a Dunkel, which Andrew said is a dark beer that drinks light. Mm-hmm. I'm actually drinking the pumpkin, oh, the okay. uh, Twisted okay. Stem, which I was okay. excited in January there's still pumpkin beer. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the last week for it, but uh, it's, it's had a good run, and it's been a solid beer uh, all winter. The Dunkel is one of my favorites. Uh, in my opinion, one of the better beers we make uh, down here. Uh, just you know, using really premium malts, uh, uh, high attention to detail during the brewing process, and it, it comes out pretty nice. Well, Dan and I are both love going to breweries. Um, I know <laughs> this is <laughs> so it's always one of my favorite things. Here. Yeah, but I always love the origin stories of how people got into the brewing business. You know, 15, 20 years ago, there right. were hardly any breweries around Ohio, at least microbreweries. So, right. can you tell us a little bit of how you got into the business? Yeah, of course. I like to uh, to joke with people that it's a uh, kind of a hobby that grew wildly out of control. Um, <laughs> so we, uh, as often happens. Yeah, I think. yeah. So I, I was home brewing um, at, at a, uh, the, the first house my wife and I owned, and uh, did that for a couple years. Uh, really was getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing the same thing as a lot of other folks, going to other craft breweries all around the state. Uh, anytime we would uh, go on vacation anywhere else, we were checking out breweries. Um, it started to kind of really uh, get immersed into, into that culture and uh, you know just visiting those, those places. Uh, eventually I realized it was something I would like to do for a career. Uh, so I quit my job at the time I was working at, at Almond Hospital. Uh, Are you from Bolivar? I'm from Bolivar. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 2004 uh, graduate from, from Tuskegee Valley. And um, so uh, took a leap, left the hospital, um, went to Millersburg Brewing Company out in Holmes mm-hmm. County, uh, was working for Marty Linden out there. And uh, really, you know, that took the, you know, from a hobby um, and, and really learning the commercial kind of almost industrial side of, of beer making, uh, which are kind of night and day things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, did that for a couple years, um, about halfway down that road, um, you know, starting to feel pretty comfortable with, uh, with what I had learned and, and realized that my wife has a background in marketing, uh, kind of seemed like it would make sense to put those things together. Sure. So we started laying some groundwork, um, wrote a business plan. First time we went to the bank, uh, they turned us away. They're like, all right, you guys aren't ready yet. You know, this, this is too, too green. Um, you know, really hit the books, dove back into it, uh, reworked that business plan for another year. Uh, went back to the bank and uh, eventually got funded. So we opened our doors um, across the street from our current location back in uh, November 2016, and we moved to our current location in uh, July 2019. That is that is some quick growth. So it was. Were, were you were you planning that you were going to need to outgrow your space at some point, or just business was that good? It, so it started out uh, with a bang. Uh, we have our community to thank for that. Uh, they've been supporters uh, from day one. Uh, I've got folks that came in the door day one who are still coming in today. Um, and so we knew pretty quick that we were going to kind of uh, outgrow our space. Um, the other thing was we were, we were leasing that space. Uh, we were looking to expand and trying to think of creative ways of how we can make more beer or add more seats. Uh, ultimately, we wanted to own the real estate uh, to improve it. So uh, this building had come up for sale right about that time. Uh, obviously, it's not too far away, um, you know, a few hundred feet. So we uh, we pulled the trigger on that. And uh, This was an Italian restaurant, right? It had most recently been an, an Italian restaurant okay. uh, called Giorgio's. And I think it had been closed for about 
on eight or nine months uh, by the time uh, by the time we purchased it. Uh, you know, we used to come down here uh, as um, uh, early on in our relationship with my wife. We'd come here for uh, New Year's Eve dinners or just for an afternoon lunch. Uh, always loved the place. Uh, we were sad to see it go, uh, but it ended up working out. Um, you know, later on down the road. So any damage from people like me hacking away at Wilkeshire, hitting foul balls? Off <laughs> um, as, as a matter of fact, every once in a while. Okay. Uh, okay. No, nothing, nothing too major. But uh, we do have. Uh, uh, the building gets pelted every once in a while from okay. the, from those strong I've, slices. I've like wondered mine, so. when I was sitting out back. There's a really nice deck out back. Yeah, I mean, with a great view of the golf course. It's, it's a beautiful really set. Has that changed? I feel like you've got a little bit better visibility here than your old location. Have you seen an uptick just from that? Definitely. Uh, we had a patio at the other place, um, and the view there was kind of just you know State Route 212. Mm -hmm. uh, not that there was really anything, anything wrong with it. Um, it's just not as sort of picturesque as the view of the golf course. Uh, and the hole uh, that you're looking at is, is uh, 10, so you're right at the turn. And uh, we get golfers coming by after their rounds all the time, you know, to grab a beer and, and something to eat, which is cool to see as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the place across the street was like warehouse. Mm -hmm. I thought I, I was telling Andrew, I thought it was kind of a hipster spot. There was a turntable on the bar. Mm -hmm. You could pick records out and they, the bartender would actually play them. No, it was, it was a great place. It was mm -hmm. cool, but this is like a whole different realm. So, yeah, what is what is this location allowed you to do that the old one is not? Well, I, another thing I told Dan was, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of what made uh, the old place so maybe eclectic uh, and made it work was was it was absolutely on a on a shoestring budget. You know, we were we were doing things we had to do because we had to do them, sure. um, and uh, that kind of contributed to the whole feel of the place, mm -hmm. the, the whole vibe. Um, so once we got over here, um, we didn't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't want to lose sort of the um, you know the mom and pop, uh, you know, you know, doing it ourselves kind of thing. Uh, but we did want to polish it a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, so we were able. Once we moved over here, uh, we gained a kitchen that has a hood, for example. So we could uh, we could uh, expand our menu and actually start cooking food where before we weren't really able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I say cooking food, I just mean uh, you know having fryers and, and grills and, and things like that. So uh, we were able to take a hard look at our menu and decide you know what do we really want to serve our, our customers uh, to, to complement the beers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were able to you know kind of hammer that out. I've had um, great kitchen managers over the years. Um, Current manager Zach is doing an excellent job. Um, attention to detail, execution, you know, doing the doing the homework, like controlling costs and, and you know, looking for deals when we can kind of thing. Uh, those are all the small details that kind of uh, factor into the whole program to make it work. So Well Dan, I know you I know you have thoughts on the food. So what, what questions you got there? I, I love the food. Um, just really good sandwiches, you can get soup and sandwich, they have good salads here. Everything I've ever had was excellent. Our goal has always been um, to create a menu that is not um, enormous, um, because mm -hmm. part of that goes back to you know my lack of experience. <laughs> um, you know, a, sm a smaller menu is easier to, to manage and to kind of uh, keep your keep your arms around. Uh, but we we committed that whatever we do, we wanted we want to do it well. Um, so wh whether it's salads or uh, chicken sandwiches or paninis or burgers. Uh, they got it's got to be consistent. Uh, when a customer comes in and finds something they like, uh, it should be that way every time they come in. Okay. So, why don't you tell us about your current? How many beers are on your menu right now? Like ten, um, twelve. There's there's about uh, typically where we have about fifteen beers on tap plus a house made uh, okay. root beer. That's um, ambitious. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we had twelve taps across the street, and we actually ended up running into a, an issue where. Um, well, across the street, the issue was keeping taps full um, because our, our capacity to make beer was pretty low. Mm -hmm. um, here, we kind of reversed that, and we have 16 taps uh, that feed both the tap room here and the deck out back. 
Um, so the goal was to um, obviously, you know, keep it full at all times. Um, we want to look at our tap list as a way to um, satisfy as many beer drinkers as possible, whether you're brand new to craft beer, haven't ever had one before, uh, or you're a veteran, you know, craft beer drinker, um, and you like big flavor and different styles, maybe even sours, uh, things like that. Uh, so it's a, it's a broad sort of cross-section um, where uh, we have light, easy drinking beers in uh, our Gateway and Kolsch's. Uh, we've got sours in our, uh, you know, Peach City and Tart at Heart. Um, the seasonals like the Twisted Stem and Sheer Beer. Uh, and then, our, of course, our IPAs. Uh, we have a uh, New England IPA right now called Oh Hey Juicy. And we have um, our, of course, flagship IPA, which is Ruckus. I, I got to say, I love love the balance here. You go to some places and they're either all super hoppy beers or right. real dark malty beers. I think you've got something for everyone on here, which is, yeah. I think, important for people sure. either come for the first time or diehards that want to try something new. You, you got it. And, you know, again, building up, building everything we do in the mindset of where we're located. And, mm-hmm. you know, typically in maybe more densely populated areas, um, you're going to have a lot of beer drinkers that are already familiar with um, a lot of the flavors that uh, yeah. are in craft beer. Whereas in a more sparsely populated area, that may not be the case. So we want to make sure we're capturing uh, those folks too. So you've educated the people of Bolivar. We have. Surrounding area to craft beer, right? We have. We, we like to tell the story that uh, we've had customers come in and, uh, you know, unironically order a Bud Light. Um, you know, we don't, uh, we tell them we don't have that. You know, we don't, we don't make that here. We give them a gateway. Yeah, which um, is your which is your version of a it's a gateway beer. Exactly, right? you got it. And then a year Lure later, a year later, they're drinking IPAs. Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of the goal. Is a, there's a there's an education component to it for sure, uh, where this is what we think beer should taste like, and we mm-hmm. want you to experience that too. Um, and, and generally, people are open to that. Tell us a little bit about the um, more about the gateway because GBF gold medal does not come easily, especially in that category. So yeah. can you tell us how that came about? So uh, gateway, the name is obviously um, an homage to it being a gateway beer. It's like a, a new gateway beer. drug. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. And uh, Bolivar also um, is sort of uh, informally known as the gateway to Tuscarawas County because it's kind of the okay. first community you come through on uh, Interstate 77 yeah. as you're heading south. Um, so we kind of thought that was a little bit of a cool, you know, double meaning for uh, for the beer name. Uh, it was the first beer we ever brewed. Um, we also joked that the very uh, the very first batch, uh, some some parameters were off. And we ended up with uh, about a seven percent ABV gateway. That's a uh, good problem to have. It, if you it, ask it me. is. It <laughs> is. Like I, I have some customers who still um, are asking for that when they come back. So, <laughs> so gateway diesel may be on the on, on the menu. <laughs> I love that. Gateway diesel. Like at, that a lot. at some point, but uh, no. And then you know we've we've uh, we kept honing uh, the recipe. Um, it's a it's a cream ale, which is just a little bit of a uh, kind of like a legacy. Uh, uh, name uh it just means that it's brewed with corn uh, so the corn's going to kind of actually lighten the body up um it's going to make the, make contribute to a nice crisp uh you know body and mouth feel uh we finish it with some uh american hops and uh we think it's well balanced and just a, a good approachable beer that you can drink in january or july um uh, really any time of year so so what do you drink i mean do you have your do you have your favorites on the list? I do. I do. I am. What do you um, got in here? What do you have here? I have uh, the Dunkel, um, brew with uh, you know lightly roasted German malts, uh, German pilsner. Um, it's a lager, uh, so this is a, a beer that sits in a tank for um, four to six weeks, you know, post fermentation to kind of let all the flavors come together. Uh, I'm a very seasonal beer drinker, um, so you know, two weeks ago, you know, around Christmas, I'm drinking cheer beer and, and things like that. 
you know, now it's, it's typically like a Dunkel. Uh, we're getting ready to brew uh, Lock Porter again, which is one of our original right. beers. I remember that. Yep, so it'll be coming back out in a couple weeks. Um, and then um, summertime when it's really hot, I'm typically drinking either Gateway um, or Old Lockport Lager, which is uh, one of our kind of summer light lagers. So. Okay. That's what that's that's my go-to. Like I said, uh, pretty pretty weather dependent. If it if it's uh, really hot out, I'm probably not drinking dark beers. Uh, just need something what we call a lawnmower beer. You know, the kind of beer you need after mowing the lawn. Yeah. So. so you've got a lot of cre- creativity on the menu. Uh, and you mentioned your experience at Millersburg. I mm-hmm. know they've, they've had some cool beers over the past. I know they had one that they called the bacon beer that was really yes. smoky. I've not, I've seen a lot of smoked beers and taste a lot since then, but that was one that really stands out in my really mind. It sticks out for sure. Is there anything that you've wanted to try or are working on at the moment? Um, yeah, so we, um, we actually had somebody in here yesterday that was asking us about um, a, a white stout. Mm. And uh, that's the kind of beer that... that um, Butcher and the Brewer up in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, a sort of stout. A bino stout, mm-hmm. fantastic beer. Um, it's something that kind of has crept into our customers' uh, wish list, if you will. So um, something that we would like to try to brew sometime mm-hmm. this year, uh, maybe before the weather warms up and, uh, you know, get into people's hands. Because it's a style I like as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, there's a real thing with color. Um, even though Dunkel, for example, drinks pretty light, just the color mm-hmm. is a huge, like, block for some folks, you know, because mm-hmm. they have never had beer that was dark, yeah. right? But they might try a beer that actually tastes like a dark beer if it's lightly colored. Yeah, it, it and screws with your head the first does. time you see it. It does. <laughs> it does, for sure. Did you mention a? you have a juicy IPA? We do. That's what I've been into the last couple summers. The juicy, hazy yes. IPA. Yes. I love those. So that one um, is kind of the brainchild of my, uh, my head brewer, Aaron. Um, he, he's uh, a really talented brewer, uh, really creative. Um, he had this idea to... Uh, kind of do what we were calling a, a New Zealand IPA. Mm. Um, so what we did is we we're using um, all New Zealand hops for that beer. Very cool. And it uh, came out really well. Um, you know, just a ton of uh, tropical presence, uh, all in the nose and in the uh, in the mouthfeel and in the finish. Uh, just feels like a really tropical beer. It's, it's pretty tasty. I think that one might be up next. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about your wife Lauren, who is home right now with the two kids. She who is. are what two and one? They're did two you and say? one. Yeah. She's she's been a big part of this from the very start, right? Well, you mentioned her earlier. Right? Yeah, from the very beginning. Um, yeah, so Lauren's background is in marketing. She's often here. Uh, she is. She is. Um, she was going to try to be here today, uh, but you know she's she's got mom duty for a little bit. So, uh, no, Lauren's been instrumental and key in every part of um, you know our progress and our growth. Um, I could not have done any of this without her. There's not yeah. a chance. Um, she's been. Um, I mean, she she doesn't just do marketing. Uh, she's um, Working, interfacing with Jess, uh, our general manager, on uh, events for the year. Um, okay. You know, making sure that we're taking care of our team. Um, you know, so payroll, bill paying, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, she, she's as running as much of this business as I am, if not more. So we uh, we work hand in hand and uh, you know, try to balance things best we can. And it's huge. It's huge. Very yeah. cool. This place is. I've been in here when it was just jamming with people, like on the weekends, mm-hmm. evenings. Is this, would you say this is kind of a community hub for Bolivar? I mean, kind of a gathering spot a little bit? Yeah, so it's kind of, uh, it's kind of grown into that. And that's one of those things where, you know, you know we sit out to uh, open our doors to sell beer and food, right? Mm-hmm. But then sometimes as, as an organization grows and you have a staff, um, it sort of takes on uh, an identity of its own, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, going back to our old place, uh, one, thing, one of the first things I noticed uh, the first winter we were open is we'd have um, 
uh, folks come in and bring their kids from the high school. You know, so these these kids might be 10, 11, 12 years old, and they would the kids would post up at one table, open up their books, and start doing homework. Maybe they get a sprite or something. And mom and dad would have a beer or two, you know, for an hour while the kids are working on homework. And I was like, wow, that's great. You know, that's the kind of, that's exactly what we're going for. We want to be a place where people feel like they can safely bring their kids, their whole families to hang out. Um, and um, then, you know, that has continued to grow. And of course, we've supported uh, community programs uh, at the school, um, you, know, you know, local United Way, that kind of thing. Uh, and then in the face of, you know, massive tragedy back in November uh, with, with the bus crash, um, you know, we knew we had... Uh, uh, responsibility, not just an opportunity, you were right but on responsibility. That. Yeah, we and, and we had to be. You know, we recognize that uh, people are going to need a place to um, kind of take a step back and get away from just the horror of everything they just experienced. And maybe maybe they maybe they'd want to come, maybe they want it, but we're going to be available for them either way. So we tossed open our doors that night, and then uh, several more times in the next couple of weeks, and uh, people people did come by, and they were they were appreciative and thankful. Um, you know, we had a, a news crew come down, and uh, I understand they're trying to do their job. Uh, and the night of the event, they they wanted to uh, to interview folks and or interview me, and I, I politely declined. I said, "Listen, I know you're trying to do your job, but this is not about me. It's not even about the brewery. This is about our community and and giving them a, a place with the lights on and you know a chair to sit in where they can be with friends and family." So, and they were gracious and and uh, you know kind of gave us their space. But yeah, it really has grown into. Um, you know, a, a community center in, in its own right, I think. We, we talked about growth and we talked about the, the beer as well. What, what are some of the, the new food favorites, especially now that you've been able to expand the kitchen? What yeah, so... We, what should we order? So we, uh, <laughs> we're, we think we're really good at, uh, at our fried chicken uh, stuff. So we do, uh, we do hand-breaded, hand-pounded breaded uh, chicken tenders. Uh, so we are slicing those, we're pounding them out. They're getting soaked in buttermilk um, and then rebreaded and deep fried. Mm-hmm. Um, we're making and we have house sauces to go with those, and then we have a couple different chicken sandwiches, including a Nashville hot um, and a chicken bacon ranch. And uh, those are the chickens prepared roughly the same way, but it's more like a whole cutlet kind of thing. Those are pretty good. Uh, we've got really good half pound uh, steak burgers. Uh, we've got a black and blue burger. Uh, we have a mushroom in Swiss where we use uh, mushrooms from uh, Miller's mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are up in the Canton area. Uh, Brent Miller comes down personally and brings mushrooms once a week, you know, which is which is cool to see. Um, uh, of course, your, you know, standard cheeseburger. We did bring back our uh, paninis, so we we had opened with those back in 2016, and uh, they went away for a little while. Uh, we have since brought them back. And um, what else do we do? Um, that kind of rounds it out. We do um, we do beer, cheese, and pretzels, and that's one of our most popular appetizers. Hard to go um, wrong with that. Yeah. Everything yeah. you're mentioning sounds really. <laughs> Dan enticing. hasn't eaten all day. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah I know. We'll know. get you hooked up. Can't wait. <laughs> well, for again, we're on the southern edge of Stark County here. Um, for those who uh, maybe haven't made the trip yet, um, what's the best way to either find your your menu or to follow you guys on social media? So um, uh, our website is LockportBeer.com. Lauren's very diligent about keeping that updated with uh, current menu offerings, both on the beer and food side. Uh, and of course, we're on Facebook. Um, Facebook's probably where, uh, and Instagram is where we're making most of our kind of real-time announcements about uh, what's getting released, whether that's food or beer, um, so on and so forth. So that's probably the best route. Uh, we do have a newsletter you can sign up for as well via the website, and uh, those are all uh, good ways of kind of staying in touch. Awesome. Well, I can hear Dan's stomach grumbling. Oh, from come here, on! So we uh, we really do appreciate you having us here. Yeah, absolutely. Great, great appreciate venue, you guys. And uh, hopefully our, our listeners will all come down and check us out. And again, 
make sure you follow us uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you can see us in the flesh and uh, look forward to seeing everybody next time on What's Up Start. <laughs>